My name is Rob. And I'm Harley. And welcome to Effing Musicians Man, the show where we talk about being an independent artist, the realities of the music industry, and music news in general. The show is called Effing Musicians Man. Because it takes a certain type of looney tune to be a musician. Now that's not meant to be offensive in any way. It's not a dig. If anything, we are more resilient and our lives are never boring. Hell yeah, we are. Today we will be interviewing Sabian Ryan from the band With Conviction. Say hello to the people, dude. What's up? <laughs> uh, if you don't know who they are, here's a little taste test of their newest single, Vices. They say that I lost my way somewhere along the broken streets. Somebody saved me. Stuck in time between the lines I'm left in fate. We will be building on our last episode about everyone attached to the music industry. Sabian here is the lead singer of With Conviction and owner and operator of Boy Yag Media. His business has gone through some changes over the years, but he has remained attached to the music industry. So let's just get into it. All right. Uh, when I first met you, you were doing production work. Uh, now, I know you don't do that anymore, but you still produce for your own band With Conviction. How'd you get into producing in the first place? Um... Well, I started producing like, like really crappy EDM beats <laughs> when I, in like 2012. Um, before that, like I was on Fruity Loops, uh, FL Studio 10, I think it was at the time or nine, and I don't know. I just I was, I was very fascinated with making music, you know, in general. And I was like, I don't always want to wait on my band to be able to feel creative or something. Yeah. And so we would like go to the studio, and I'd probably I'd come home and you know be up until five o'clock in the morning just. Having fun with noises and like figuring out what a compressor does, and uh, you know, it was just kind of it was fascinating, and so I I just kind of enjoyed making really crappy beats and be like, Kyle, Kyle, check this out. And he'd be like, cool, I'm listening to Excision right now though, and I'd be like, oh, <laughs> but, that sounds like a really good time though. Yeah, yeah, no, it was it was good. Like uh, I lived with Kyle for uh, you know at that point in my life, anyways, and. Uh, you know, he was always kind of annoyed at me being because he kind of wanted to do producing too, but he just never really got around to it. And he would watch me butcher, you know, <laughs> these songs, and he'd be like, "Ah, oh, it seems pretty complicated." But now, like, I'm very thankful that I continued doing it. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it's it's turned into something valuable for myself, and uh, for a period of time, it was you know helping some other people around me as well, right? And so I was like, "Yo, that's it's cool. It's fun. It's one of, uh, now that I'm just the singer in the band and I'm not like drumming." It's like my main claim to being able to still be very involved in the musical side of things. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because at the end of the day, if it doesn't work, you know, then it doesn't work and we try something else, you know? It's, yeah. It's changed how we write songs. It's changed. Um, it's a good way to be. Yeah. You know, like it's just, it's changed a lot of things. So uh, I, I do not envy, I do not envy anybody with, in a band that doesn't have like a producer essentially because yeah, like there's just so much shit that it helps kind of iron out a little bit you know you don't have to go to the studio and hope somebody else can figure out what you're trying to convey in a track or something right you just know it and you try your best to make that happen you know what i mean so yeah, i like that that's yeah. a really good point like do, do does it feel like a little bit um like frustrating when you can't actually convey what is going on in your head that is like the number one 
fight starter for bands, I think. Really? Anyways, aside from like uh, finances. We, we almost got to one last night. This was kind of a jam. <laughs> it's just <laughs> like, to explain my vision. <laughs> yeah, you try to explain something and you have no idea how to articulate to somebody. Uh, especially maybe you know a little bit about theory, they don't, or vice versa, or yeah. whatever. No matter what, unless you know the full on how to write your music out, you can't really communicate what you're trying to do sometimes, you know what I mean? And then you'll end up butting heads with somebody accidentally because you're all baked or something and not understanding <laughs> what each other are trying to say. So, yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. Now where I'm like, instead of being like, I just kind of like, you know, I'll like make it and show them. Just kind of like exactly like this. You know yeah. what I mean? It's, yeah, it's handy. Honestly, I think that uh, watching um, what's what's that show that you really like? The, um... Big Mouth. No, <laughs> no, it's about oh Sonic oh, Highways. Dog. Sonic Highways, thank you. Yes, thank you. yes, oh, yes. I love that. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I'm a dump truck. <laughs> you can tell we're all big fans of Big Mouth. Binge season four. Cannot wait for season five, even though it's a year away. <laughs> um, circling back, uh, watching Sonic Highways and watching musicians go back try to explain and exactly what you're doing, like. It, I want it to sound like beep, 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 beep. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's, it's just hilarious. Every time. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's it's a crazy process, not going to lie. Um, <laughs> I think, like, every band has their own language when they're trying to communicate musically. To, you know, like, you've heard doodle-doo-ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. that kind of communication. But it just doesn't always translate. You know what I mean? And, and you'll end up butting heads or something. And so, yeah, being a, being a producer in a band it really helps. Big time. Yeah, yeah good, good. Uh, so now that your business has shifted and you're making artwork, not just for musicians, but companies across Canada. So how did that shift happen? And uh, what roadblocks slapped you in the face? <laughs> you know, if they did. <laughs> <laughs> the big grin on your face is just getting to me. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know how my business has always changed. Like it started off, like you said, uh, hosting concerts, right? Yeah. And so... And that was less of a business. It was a business adventure, but I wasn't really like making money off of it. I was like, uh, I, and I'm, I'm trying to approach this humbly. I'm not trying to take any credit. We just did all charity stuff, you know what I mean, for the first like couple of years of Bowie Media. So I didn't really make money. I just did it because I wanted to be in the scene. I wanted to be playing shows. And Respect. sometimes it was tough to, you know, yeah. get booked on a bill. You know what I mean? And so I'd be like, all right, you know, let's just do it for my, you know, do it for myself, learn how to do it. I worked with Ryan Walraven for a little bit there under Raised Fist Productions right as it ended. You know what I mean? I was just, and he just kind of showed me the ins, of, ins and outs of how he books shows. And I was like, okay, I see what's working. I see what's not working. Yeah. Let's try it myself now. And, uh, you know, so like a lot of people in Edmonton don't really like the guy. And, uh, you know, they have the reasons why. Uh, but the one thing that he definitely gave me was just the confidence to know how to you know, host a concert. And so I'm very nice. thankful for that. And, you know, he, he was always willing to work with me. So I thought that was nice too. But, um, yeah. But, um, but yeah, so I, I ended up learning how to do graphic design because I was hosting concerts. Right. And I needed somebody to make my posters and I didn't want to pay anybody 150 bucks to do it. So I was like, okay, I'm just gonna learn how to do it myself. There was this Google app called Ribbit at the time. <laughs> and now I think it's called something else, but, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's the same with production. I started off on the crappy thing just to learn how to do it, you know, yeah. and, and then I got the nice one when I learned how to do it. And I was like, all right, let's do it for real. And then it turned into, yeah, like doing logos for other artists in the scene. And, um, you know, like a lot of really, I, I took on anything. Like it wasn't, I wasn't very style specific. So I would do, you know, stuff for like uh, the Dutch Touch Painting Company and while simultaneously working on 
uh, a logo for a death metal band or something that's right that's awesome um and after a while it was it was cool to like see your logos that you had made out on posters out there and stuff like that right and i was like all right that's really cool and and, and i kind of built up this little community between doing their logos for the bands and then booking their shows afterwards and then and then recording some of them eventually when i started doing a production for people too right it was just like uh somehow stumbled upon and i really didn't want this so i can't say that um you know it just randomly happened i was working <laughs> towards it the whole time but i was like i need to create my own community within this music scene you know what i mean yeah. and so how am i going to do that i'm like i can bring value to my own life and then other people's lives you know what i mean so I start with me first learn how to do it for myself and then be like okay now let's offer this to some other people essentially not i, I would never like overcharge anybody but it, a lot of it was just to, like show people that they could do it themselves if they really wanted to yeah and like learn how to do it on youtube and don't have to go to school for it because yeah nice. like now i have wow. like a job doing uh design for like you know yeah the pca the Pro progressive contractors association of canada and it's like how did that happen <laughs> you know what i mean like i don't really know anybody everybody that's like oh how did you do your graphic design and stuff like the number one thing i would say is just put your work out there whether you're working for nobody or you're working for somebody just you know share it ask the per people you're working with if you're allowed to share it ask for a testimonial share it put it out there eventually people will just start saying yeah he's the graphic designer you know go see my buddy yeah you don't really have to you know it starts to advertise itself after a while yeah that's so. super admirable and yeah. like i love that um off um off script here um when would you say was like that moment where you kind of fangirled over somebody that you were collaborating with hmm. did you have that moment good question hmm. oh man <laughs> I, I don't know i've mostly worked with friends yeah. okay you know what i mean yeah and so all of them Aww. Aww, this is a good answer <laughs> yeah no, awesome I, answer. I mostly work with friends and like people that i want to associate with and you know yeah yeah, yeah. I don't know if I've done any like celebrity esque work, like not in design, anyways. When I was working production, I did do a, a concert for Gob. You guys know Gob? Yeah. Give out the yeah. Oh yeah. Shut your fucking mouth. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Huge fan yeah. Gob. Oh yourself. my god. That's you know I had a glass of wine with their lead singer. Found out he was also the guitar player for Sum Forty One. If you guys didn't know that. Damn. And uh, you know we stayed up all night. They offered us a bunch of cocaine and stuff. You know it was fun. <laughs> you know it was cool. Uh, that was probably like my fangirl moment when it, like working in the industry in some way, shape, or form. Uh, you know, that wasn't under Boyag Media. That was under Race Fist Productions. Uh, so it wasn't like my own doing. You know what I mean? But it was. But like, it happened. Th that, that was my life experience where I was like, oh, sweet. You know, celebrity status kind of thing. As far as like working with people on music and stuff like that or any of their logos, I can't say I've ever really fangirled over any of that kind of yeah. stuff. Because it's just been like homies and friends and friends of friends and stuff you know yeah. i've met some fantastic artists and fantastic people and all that shit but you know i don't know that's i'm also i have a hard time like I'm, I'm the oldest in my family oldest of seven kids and i've always had a hard time like thinking people were cool <laughs> like looking up to people i don't understand the concept of having an older brother or someone to rely on or who look was up the to. cool kid you know, what are you talking no, about no, no. My, my the person i looked up to was my younger brother mac and he was always really? like the social butterfly the go-getter blah, blah blah and i was like the quiet shy little like oh you know i'm just gonna stand around you know live under your shadow kind of thing uh but yeah i don't know I guess that kind of did come across a little bit douchey when I was like, oh, I don't really look up to people. No, it's not, it's not the case. I just 
I've worked with a lot of homies and not no, like, you know, no, crazy cool awesome. people, I guess. And plus, I feel like um, if you if you don't have anybody to look up to in that sense, you look up to yourself. And that almost is kind of cool. Yeah, like you're holding yourself down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. You try to hold yourself to a standard that mm-hmm. you see what an you impossible can. standard sometimes. Yeah, I mean, that's yes, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. But hey, that's life. I feel that for sure. <laughs> uh, but I like how diverse you've made Boyade Media. You were able to seamlessly switch business strategies without leaving the music industry, and that's one of the things I really like about the music industry as a whole. Is that there's a lot of work to go around. Uh, but let's switch focus here for a quick section. Um, what inspired you to become a musician in the first place? Well, <laughs> my name is Sabian, so therefore like, <laughs> I'm supposed to be a musician. Opportunity <laughs> you, you had I mean? to take. Anybody that's listening and doesn't know Sabian is a uh, drum cymbal company uh, based out of Newfoundland, where my father was born and raised. Uh, and, and that wow. company, Sabian, actually is a derivative of Zildjian, which is the original cymbal company from like Iran that you know formed like over a thousand years ago or something. Yeah. Like it's been around for a very, 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 very long time. And it was like a family tradition to pass these things on to the firstborn son, blah, 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 whatever. So my dad was like, look, we're not in the cymbal business, but I'm going to pass my drumming passion on to my firstborn son. And he's, he's going to be called Sabian. And, you know, that's just the way it is. And so he taught me like I one of my earliest memories of being a kid is just like sitting on my dad's lap and not being able to reach the pedals. But having the sticks and you know what I mean? Smash, smash, (laughs) like those very typical first, you know, time on a drum kit moments that you would expect to see from a kid. And so, yeah, like me and my brother, Mac, uh, you know, he played the guitar and I played uh, the drums and we're like, we want to start a band. We were very young. I remember getting like a CD sampler. You'll remember this stuff. CD (laughs) samplers, like DVDs. Yeah, I I do remember those. Solid, solid state, uh, put out like a CD sampler or something like that. And, um, it came with, uh, you know, a bunch of music videos on one disc and then a bunch of songs on the other disc. And, uh, in the music videos, (laughs) there was this one band called Showbread and they had a song called Mouth Like a Magazine. And it was just, this was the first time I was introduced to emo. I looked at these guys on, you know, a plain white background for the music video they were all wearing black, black hair, emo, you know, like just like emo, emo, black and red. Yeah. Everything about them was just Studded like belts. so emo. And I yeah. didn't even know what it was at the time. And I was like, mom, I think I want to do that. Oh, wow. I, you know, and she, oh, was wow. Like, she was like, you want to dye your hair black and get piercings and stuff? I was like, I think so. <laughs> she was like, well, you know, when you're old enough and, you know, whatever. She was never really too hesitant about it. She always wanted to be like me to be a creative person. Right. Yeah. That's awesome. So, yeah, and, like, we were, like, you know, we were homeschooled up until grade nine, and so during that period of my life, living out in Ontario, we, like, lived in the, the bush of Ontario, like, you what know, part? Uh, southern Ontario by Godrich. Auburn, oh, I'm from you know, Mississauga. Yeah, respect. You, know, respect. <laughs> <laughs> you Ontarians. Uh, yeah, <laughs> they're actually a different breed of people. Yes, yep. we are. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so, I, you know, we had, like, a little studio in our garage and all that stuff with the drums and the guitars and the piano and everything. It's just always been around. You know what I mean? So it was, like, uh, I just kind of always felt like it was my purpose, you know, to, to be in a band in some way, shape, or form. And I knew that I had stories to tell, but I didn't know I was supposed to be the singer for a long time. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And yeah. at the time, I, I guess I wasn't supposed to be the singer. I was supposed to be the drummer to get, build a foundation for me to stand on, right? Like, that's what's kind of always happened, like, with my business, with this, with that. It's like, I start off with a necessity until I get to where I want to be. You know what I mean? And it's weird. Cool. I, I never know where I want to be is going to be, yeah. but it just happens. It eventually. works. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, starting off with, you know, yeah, the piano turned into the drums, turned into singing, turned into 
back to drums. Now I'm singing and producing and it's just weird. You know, it's just the way that life goes. You're know? a very go with the flow person. Yeah. And I have to say, you're story is way more legendary than I thought yeah, it would be. Like, same. I am Sabian the Great. <laughs> yeah, right now. Firstborn son. Yeah. <laughs> a long line of drummers and cymbal makers. <laughs> well, like, to be fair, I don't come from that family of cymbal makers. I know, but... Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. That's it's awesome, something though. my dad wanted to kind of pass on, you know. It, actually, I had a bit of a split personality growing up for the longest time because my dad was the only person that called me Sabian because my mom kind of refused to. Really? Yeah. So she and pretty much everybody that I knew growing up called me Jordan, which is my one of my middle names. Oh, okay. And it was Saving Jordan, Glenn Ryan. But um, yeah, so eventually I think I was 16 when I had to say, I want to be Sabian. I want to be me because I'm tired of, yeah. you know what I mean? Like I always associated uh, the weaker slash more scared slash timid version of myself to being Jordan attributes. Oh, you know what I mean? Okay, yeah. And literally at one point in my life after like I went down really dark paths and stuff like that, you know, with drugs, with crime, with, you know, all the, just like there was like a really hazy period of my life between like 14 and 16. And yeah. after I came out of that, I was like, I need to kill myself. Not actually, but yeah. like reinvent myself. You know what yeah. I mean? I was like, say goodbye to what was and make room for what will be, you know? And, I was like, I need to kind of construct this new version of myself because I, I'm on a path that's just headed to actually killing myself. You know what I mean? Like, I was, yeah. I was very confused and very lost for a good couple of years. You know yeah. what I mean? A few or something, right? But, um, yeah, eventually I had to just stake my claim and say, no, I'm Sabian. Like, yeah. mom, get over it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you let him name me that. So, <laughs> you know what? I, I, I actually really empathize with that because I don't know if you know, uh, my original name wasn't Harley. Uh, I did not know. Yeah, my original name was Dawn. Okay. I still cringe hearing it like to this Dawn, day. Like Dawn, like the morning? Yes, yes. like the morning. <laughs> like the sunrise. I have an uncle Dawn, and I was like, yeah, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got called Donald a lot. Um, but I'm, I am named after my mom. And, well, it's her middle name. But I already look like her. Mm-hmm. And she didn't bother sticking around. So I'm like, well, fuck that. I don't want to be her. Everybody mm-hmm. looked at me and went, oh, you're Bev's daughter. Wow. that's Those are some big shoes to fill. And I'm like, I am nothing like my mother. Yeah. And I don't want to be her anymore. I tried on a few names, like nicknames when I was younger, and nothing really stuck. Mm-hmm. And then just... Harley. I heard it one day and I was like, wow, I really like that. I it's kind of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It sits you really well. Yeah. And uh, how many years ago? Like two years ago? Uh, yeah, two years. Two years ago, I legally got it like officially changed. I'm yeah. still working on getting everything absolutely yeah. ported over, but I, I understand I killed Dawn because yeah. I don't like, I don't like who I used to be. Yeah. And I like to think that uh, all my bad traits died with Dawn. Uh-huh. And all of my good traits and aspirations are with Harley. Yeah. In a way, you allow room for them to be birthed. Yeah. You know what I mean, like, yeah. I, I noticed when, you know, again, when, when I was Jordan, which is just a weird thing to say. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? But it's like, yeah. you know, when you're in that state of mind, you like, I don't know, you have certain limitations for yourself or the expectations that others have put on you or whatever it may be that's kind of holding you back. And you're like, I just need to reinvent what, you know, what my expectations, what my limits, what my whatever's may be. You know what I mean? And so yeah. I think a little bit of a, fortunately, I didn't have to go through the legality stuff because my name was already legally saving, <laughs> yeah. right? And I was like, sweet. You know what I mean? I don't have to do nothing. So 
Thank God. That always confused me. I was like, why do I have to sign things as Sabian? But, you know, I'm Jordan. You know, that was yeah. awkward. I always felt like signing Sabian Jordan, right? Just to include what people called me. But I was like, you know, I just want to be me, you know? And yeah. I had to find myself after, you know, it took a couple of years. But, you know, after doing that, after just saying, no, like, this is, you know, who I am now. Obviously, my grandma still calls me her little Jojo. And I'm like, I fucking love that. I'm like, yeah, yeah. that's cute as fuck. Whatever you want. You know what I mean? But she's like, actually, like, pretty much the only one. Grandmas are always the exception. <laughs> maybe some, like, Ontario people that I haven't seen since, you know, whatever, right? But Yeah. You know. They still have a mental picture they, yeah, of who they, you are. They, yeah. I don't blame them. I, I don't make any effort to connect with anybody from Ontario, realistically, anymore. So <laughs> I get that. You know? It's, it's not that I don't care about them. It's just, like, I left when I was so young. I was, like, 11 or 12 or something. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So they have no idea who you really are yeah. right now. Yeah. So it's... Yeah, they see me uh, talking smack about my band and stuff on Facebook, but that's about it. (laughs) Good for Facebook followers. (laughs) Um, So what keeps you inspired and why do you keep picking up the microphone, the drumsticks and everything else you play? I'm extremely stubborn. You know, like (laughs) I'm extremely (laughs) stubborn, dude. Uh, This is what I've, I know so many people, like, you know, we we all have met people that don't know what they want to do with their life. Yep. And I've just always known, so I'm like... Why would I, you know what I mean? Like, what? why would I try to do anything else? It's just what I want to do. And and now I have a story to tell. You know what I mean? I have yeah. uh, things that I can share with people that are relatable or can help them or whatever, right? The, something. So I'm like, I just, I just, very stubborn. I want to do it. And uh, especially as, like, as the years go on and I feel a little bit better, like, knowing what I'm doing when it comes to, like, composition and the song and, you know, creating songs that I think that not only do I want to listen to personally, but I think that other people would want to listen to on a regular basis. I'm like, yeah, I just, you know, let's just keep going until nice. something works. You know, I'm always trying to learn new things about marketing and stuff. And that seems to be where my business is kind of sort of, it's been like swaying in that direction a little yeah. bit lately too, just because it's something that I need to learn to, you know, again, better myself. And then eventually I'll be able to help some other people do some stuff too. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so I'm really I'm focusing on the the marketing, so I can really just I want to make this a career more than it is. It, I don't consider it a hobby anymore. Yeah. I do look at it as a, a job because it it does take up a lot of my time. Does it pay me all the time? No, but um, you know I make enough to to pay the bills and get by and stuff, right? So yeah. like it's 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 okay. I still work a part time job at Earl's, and uh, I, I kind of love it there. I'm a bit of a dinosaur for that place like i've been working in that specific restaurant since like 2009 and people are like i was born then you know what I mean? no, <laughs> no, actually, like, you know there's kids working there now and i'm like holy shit yeah but, yeah when they don't have the one at the beginning of their dude, yeah, <laughs> it's bizarre. i said it the other day i was like i was born in the 1900s yeah last and century when you say that you're like yeah i'm in a similar situation myself i work at a sports bar and uh, so that I can keep doing music, and that that's why I left trades, is so that I could focus on music and everything, and I treat it like a career as well, and I used to work at this sports bar back in 2005. <laughs> it's gone through some changes, but, like, coming in, I'm like, oh, that's different, that's different, and everyone's like, what are you talking about? I was like, well, I worked here, like, 15 years ago, and they're like, what? <laughs> I used to work here, I still do, but I used to, too. <laughs> uh, yeah, right. He not only gets ID'd at the liquor store <laughs> more than I do, yeah, he gets... Yeah, that's actually not surprising. For, for the those of you listening that can't see me, um, I look like a 12-year-old if I don't have facial hair on at all, and I'm, like, nearing 40. <laughs> yeah, it's a blessing and a curse. 
Uh, so building off that and going off of a previous episode's topic, do you ever feel the effects of stage fright and how do you deal with it? <laughs> we were talking about that a little bit before we started. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I tend to like get cold out of nowhere when I have stage fright. I'm just like, wow, I'm a little chilly, you know? Yep. Uh, and sweaty at the same time. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, no, I definitely still get stage fright. I, I always want it to be the best that it can be. You know what I mean? And uh, I'm always worrying about other people. Fucking it up, you know what I mean? <laughs> At like, first, I was like, "Oh!" No, no, it, this is a selfish thing. It's not, it's not healthy. It's not healthy at all. I am the I am the kind of band manager guy. Like, I spent a long time being our band manager. We actually have one now. But when I'm hosting the show, when I do, you know, like. like I'm like, please make sure your guitar is tuned. Like that's you show yeah. up on time and make sure your guitar is tuned. You know what I mean? Like that's it. Yeah, your set is thirty minutes. Do not exceed. Do not start early. No, it's like our set is thirty minutes. Any other band, I'm like, yeah, you know, it's all good. Yeah, take your time with the, you know, don't worry about it. I'm here for you guys. Don't worry. My band is like, let's go. Come on. <laughs> Tyson Travnik is doing our sound, and he's been sporting the 60-second changeover. We need to step it up. You know, it's... <laughs> All right, kids, it's time to get everything all set. Yeah. I just, I'm a little bit anal, and I think I get it from my mom about just, like, she's a, I mean, well, you know, whatever. She's a bit of a control freak. <laughs> she's not going to listen to this anyways. Uh, and so, yeah, I definitely get it from my mom. I like to make sure everything, like, all, all the all the ducks are in a row. Everything's lined up, ready to go. You know, the guitars are tuned. The merch looks great. The this and that. And, you know, we're all on time. And it just never is the way that you want it to be. You know what I mean? So yeah. I've had to learn to just kind of deal with that. But, yeah, I don't know. I have it, it's It happens every single time. The 30 minutes before I'm on stage is probably both the best and the worst. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's always like hours, like before the venue even opens or like the first few people are coming in. That's when it hits me the hardest. I'm like, fuck. So <laughs> no showed up. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, it still happens. But then, you know, you get up there and as soon as I say, hey, what's up or something, I kind of like feel the jitters leave a little bit. Oh, really? Or at least after the first song, the first scream. Screaming really helps me feel confident. I don't know why. You just like start yelling and it's you're like, oh, well, uh, everybody can hear me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. Something about it. It's just like, whatever. So I tend to do like the whole like dead jumping jacks thing where I just like let my shoulders drop and I do my warm ups and stuff and just try to like ignore some people for a little while at a show. If you notice at a show, I'm not in one spot for more than five minutes. I hadn't noticed that. <laughs> uh, my anxiety essentially. I'm like, hey, I got to go somewhere else now. You know what I mean? I'm just going to walk to the next room, <laughs> see the next set of people and do whatever I got to do to keep my mind preoccupied until I get on stage. And then after that, I'm like, no, it's all good. You know, let's hang out and yeah. sit down for a minute. It's just, yeah. I think uh, from all the years of hosting concerts too, I notice I show up to a show and people start asking me what to do. And I'm like, I'm not the guy anymore. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't yeah. do that. I think I just, I go in, I like to shake everybody's hand, like everybody. Yeah. And like say what's up and stuff. And like, you know, whatever. and so they just start coming to me like, hey, can we do this or can we do that? And blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I don't know, sure. <laughs> do whatever you want to do. Somebody else will tell you no. <laughs> well, you carry yourself with a lot of confidence. Like, if if, if you say you have stage fright, it doesn't fucking Yeah, it's, yeah. it didn't show. Like, yeah. So many people, yeah, they don't get that about me. I'm actually a huge, like, anxiety ball. Right? I used to be a lot more anyways than I am now. But, yeah, like, it just still always creeps up. And, like, I'm reminded of that, those Jordan tendencies. Uh, to, you know, tie okay. back into that. I'm like, oh. Yeah, I, I, get, I get scared that. of people. Yeah. Before that, like I think I had to learn in like 2016 how to look people in the eye. Oh for an wow! Yeah. Period of time because I couldn't do it. 
yeah. I would have a conversation looking at your mouth instead because it was oh, just wow. like it made me feel more comfortable. It made me feel like I wasn't, I don't know, you know, like interrupting or something. I didn't like yeah. to, you know, it was, yeah, yeah. So that all ties into the same anxiety that is stage fright, I think, you know. So it's still there, but it, it does get better for sure. That's good. I remember the first time I had to go up and do like a public speaking thing. Speaking is harder than singing, by the way. Yes, it going is. up and talking is much harder than going up and yelling your fucking head off. But <laughs> I remember the first time I did the yeah public speaking, and I had to walk off the stage because I was like, I can't finish. I'm like sweating like crazy. <laughs> and I was just like, I can't finish, dude. Wow. So yeah, th the times have changed. That, that's part of the reason why I was a drummer for a long time too. I didn't want to talk, you know what I mean? Because I was like, you didn't have to. Yeah. And you're exactly. like almost barricaded. Yeah, like you're in your so safe, safe little drum kit. So safe in the back there. Yeah, exactly. Only time anyone looks at you is when you fuck up. And there's always something to be doing if you're a drummer. You can always tune your drums beforehand, right? While you're waiting, you know, to go on stage or something to deal with those anxieties. There's always something you can do as a drummer. As a singer, not so much. But I, I, I do have, I'm also like, the tech guy in the band now and now that we can't be a band without a macbook pro i have some things to set up you know what i mean so that's nice <laughs> keeps you busy yeah, yeah. that's yeah. good that's good um so when i was first starting out as a musician i performed a local open mic night at common ground in sherwood park it's a hell of a good place you can do open mic nights every thursday providing covid's over uh, a <laughs> really good warming crowd uh so with that in mind who what where and when was your first time on stage as a musician dish dish this, I'll, I'll 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 put this into two parts. One as okay. a, as a musician, like on my own accord, doing my band, and one my actual first time on stage. So I was a very churchy, homeschooled person growing up. Mm, that was too. it. That <laughs> was it for me. It was uh, church. You know, I, I that was my first time on stage. Church. Uh, played the drums, played the bass a little bit, mostly the drums. That was basically it. But um, my first time, like on a stage of my own accord, you know, for people there to see me and not, you know, praise God and stuff. It was, uh, uh, it was at the Crown Pub, which I don't think exists anymore. It's down on like 109th and 107th Street, or 109th Street, 107th Avenue, sorry. Downtown. Yeah, ish, you know what I mean? Like in the, in kind of a meh area. But it was like, uh, we were jamming at this place called Studio 10 or something, or the studio, I forget what it's called. But it's down in the exact same area. A tons of bands have been there. As you've probably been in that area. I think I've, yeah, the I think studio I've, or something. Yeah, it sounds familiar. I think I've been there. I just haven't performed. It's just got a bunch of. It's just got a bunch of jam spaces for bands. Nice. You know what I mean? Like Alyssa from Sugar Wash, they were there. Oh, sure. sweet. Brass spent some time there. Like you know, a lot of our mutual people yeah. have been there. But so we had a jam space there. There was another band there, and they were like, "Hey, do you guys want to play a show?" I was like, "Dude, we've never played a show before." He's like, "You're playing a show then?" And I was like, oh "My God, that's our first show!" <laughs> Pop that cheer. That was like that was like, the, that was, that was like the, the seed of me getting you know booking shows in the future. You know what I mean? I was like, nice. "I thought it was our first show." <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was a Crown Pub with uh, I don't know what band, Radio Flyer maybe, which was I don't know a band that existed at one point in time and Unbalanced, which I think still exists. Oh wow. Today. The one guy has like dreads. I think his name is Jeremy. Whatever. Point was, <laughs> it was a fun time. You know what I mean? My mom was there. My dad was there. Nice. That was the crowd. You know what I mean? Mom and dad, right? So it was a typical first show. I sat on my drums in the back until I played. I didn't <laughs> talk to anybody. That was my very first show. And yeah, the anxiety was out off the roof to the point where I couldn't even move off my my kit until after it was all said and done. Yeah. I just I just sat there and waited. And I was like, okay, sweet. Mm -hmm. We're done? All right, cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
Yeah, I remember uh, the first time getting off e- even that open mic night stage, and like I was shaking mm-hmm. like so much. Like I, I was like in my thirties, and I was still like, oh my god, like with the anxiety. I've learned tequila is amazing. Oh, Shout out yeah. tequila before every show. It's actually true. A little bit of uh, alcohol does go a long way for that specific type of nerve. Yep. Like the the who shit. Yeah, like yeah, and it's one gone. shot of Jaeger or something. Yeah, it can go a long way. And actually, Jaeger's kind of nice in the throat too. Thank you. you know? I love Jaeger. You know? I know I'm alone on this. It's I... not a great drink. <laughs> <laughs> but I definitely like worked at the Druid for the longest time, and oh, shit, that nice. was our drink. Yeah, and Jaeger bombs was it. Like we, I got nice drunk so many times off of Jaeger. Yeah. So, I have to admit, I've never had a Jaeger bomb. Oh, we're fixing that tonight. Red Bull, Red Bull and Jaeger, girl. Yeah, it. it's a it's a great mix. It's a real good to hype you up. Like if you're like, okay. I don't like to drink a lot, but I want to get into the mood to, you know, hang out with my friends tonight as they fucking shit face themselves. <laughs> One, maybe two Jaeger bombs, and like you're pretty much good because you get the hyper from the Red Bull, and you got the Jaeger that just like gets you there quicker. You know what I mean? Yeah. Does cool. the job. If you're like not shit. in a social mood, but you know you have to be out there, ask for a Jaeger bomb. It'll work. Okay. Yeah, it'll grease up those wheels real good. <laughs> yeah, it'll work really well. I have, however, had a prairie fire that sucked. Oh, I hate those. Somebody tricked me into having one of those. <laughs> my, my cousin yeah, for my that, 18th every, birthday. You never actually just get one, right? You yeah. Know, it always gets tricks one. you. Um, those... I was like, wow, this is uncharacteristically generous of you. Oh, wow. And I <laughs> fell for it so hard. <laughs> the sports bar we used to work at in Lethbridge, they, um, whenever we get like university kids, because it's university town, right? Uh, they'd be coming in, going a little too crazy, and the bartender would be like, Rob, you got your special hot sauce? I'd be like, yes, I do. Like, give it up. So I'd <laughs> use, like, Reaper peppers mm-hmm. in the hot sauce to make these prairie fries, and we give it to these kids. They're like, oh, my God, okay, we're done, we're done. Check, check, check. It works every time. Have you ever eaten Carolina Reaper peppers? Eaten, though. We watched iZombie. I'm not down for that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to do that with you guys one of these days. I'm going to have you on a my live stream. We're going to eat some okay. Carolina Let's see what happens. peppers. Okay, All right. we, we like our spicy stuff, so you know what? Bring it on. This oh, that's the yeah. I hang around <laughs> Habanero Ghost, though. That's that's, that's where I hang around. I hang around <laughs> Ghost. <laughs> it's it's real that after a certain point, it's all just really it hot. It just hurts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's all just really hot. So I've done it. It's a lot of fun. It's, a, it's an experience. Okay, I look it's forward to it. You get a little high. I'm not going to lie. You're like, <gasps> oh, what yeah. is happening? I have Reaper Jerky. Leftover. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> well, we're going to have that after we're done filming this. <laughs> hey <laughs> Okay, so put yourself in the mindset when you were just starting as a musician. Back to the future style. If you could go back and tell your younger self your current accomplishments, what would young Sabian say? Oh, okay. What would young Sabian say to... Yeah, reacting. Yeah. That's a different type of question for that because normally it's like, what would you tell your younger self? I like that. I thought that's where you were going with that. What would a younger little Sabian say? I guess at the time you would have been called Jordan, hey? Yep. Yeah. Um, well, I'm literally, it's bizarre, but like I'm the person that I wanted to be when I was a kid. So I think five. I, I th- it's, it's weird. You know what I mean? I remember there was this one moment after I moved away from Ontario. So this is the first year in Alberta. I was 12 years old, weighed like 200 and some pounds, like, which was like a, a big guy, you know, and I really, I was really, really insecure about that for some fucking reason. And I probably wasn't even as, I just felt, you know, ugly. I felt disgusting. I felt gross. And I was like, I missed all my friends. Yeah. I missed this girl that I, you know, that I really wanted to like be with essentially, you know what I mean? And, uh, and I, I was in my basement, like in my room by myself. And I was like, let's do some push-ups, you piece of shit. You know what I mean? And. <laughs> 
I did three and I just stopped and then I was like I started crying. Oh I just started crying and, and then I and then I prayed and I had like a little bit of like a meditation moment, if you will, and I was like kind of like manifesting who I wanted to be when I was older. I was like, look, I don't want to be like the super sexy freaking, you know, what you see on TV, but I don't want to be what I am right now. I, I, I want to be making music, but it doesn't have to be crazy. Like, I don't have to be famous. I don't have to whatever. Uh, you know, I want I want people to like me because I really had a, a hard, like, I just, I've always wanted people to like me. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, I just really didn't see it back then as much. You know what I mean? And so I'm like, I want to be liked, but you know, what? all these things, I was like, I want to do this and I want to do these things. And like, eventually just kind of became that person. And so I think, that version of me, Jordan, you know, 12-year-old sitting in his room crying from oh. doing a push-up, uh, would be like, okay, it's not going to be that bad. You know what I mean? Like, it gets better. Yeah. Like, I, I am proud of myself for, you know. Good for you. Where, where I've been able to, you know, pull myself out of, if you will. So, yeah, no. that's Nobody's ever asked me that. Thank you. I appreciate that. That's awesome. Questions. Yeah. Yeah, you no make worries. me feel good and stuff. You know, I'm like, hey, you know, sometimes these, you have to be able to be willing, being an emo kid, <laughs> it's not it's not you don't want to say nice things about yourself a lot you know what i mean you don't give yourself the opportunity to praise yourself or anything and so yeah. sometimes yeah. when you're forced with a weird question like that i'm like well <laughs> let's just play along you know the other night this is kind of funny and i'm gonna go on a tangent Heads that's up. fine uh, <laughs> the other night somebody was talking about uh you know going to therapy and they were asked you know what are four things that you love about yourself and they freaked out they couldn't say it right and yeah. i was like and i was like while i understand where you're at if i was there like, for some reason, I'm just, like, totally willing to, like, go there. You know yeah. I mean? It's like, when you yeah. ask me those things, I'm like, I'll just entertain that and, like, go with it. You know? Yeah. I don't, yeah. But I do understand what it's like to, you know, be in that, again, emo kid state of mind and not be able to say anything nice about yourself or whatever, yeah. right? Or recognize the things that you love about yourself. They were saying, the person I was talking to me about it was like, I had a really hard time saying it. And, and I ended up saying things like, well, I like that I'm, I like to help other people. And then the therapist was like, no, that has to do with other people. What's something that you love about? And then apparently they just kind of, like freaked out they couldn't answer the question yeah and i'm like yeah that sucks you know what i mean i wish you i wish you could love yourself you know yeah. because that's all it is at the end of the day like you have to learn to, to love and respect yourself and all the, the paths you've been down the things you had to learn and stuff you know so yeah yeah fuck that i believe that you should always kind of talk yourself up even if you don't believe it especially if you don't believe yeah it. Uh, yeah self-talk is so much yeah, yeah. Uh, just to like kind of give yourself a little boost because like you can't rely on other people to do it for you and the more you say it to yourself the more you believe it the more you project it as you do because mm. like yeah no for real the, to be honest when i first met you i thought you were intimidating as hell and i <laughs> do not get intimidated no you don't good <laughs> <laughs> That's what you're going for. <laughs> so I was uh, like, I was like, just stay quiet. Don't say anything stupid. Well, I didn't mean to intimidate you. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> it's all good. Like, it wasn't, it wasn't like a, a mean intimidation. It was just like a, wow, this person seems like very accomplished and like they carry themselves with such confidence. That's awesome. I'm like, oh my God, can I be you when I grow up? Like, uh, what the hell? I find that so cute when people, like some people have said that to me. You know what I mean? I'm like. I don't know what it is, dude, because, like, I am just as scared as anybody else, you know what I mean? Or just as nervous or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad. That's good. Yeah. That's yeah, good. Because so it's not, like, it's not congruent when people say, oh, you look like you have your... You hold yourself together. So I'm like, that's not congruent with how I feel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but whatever. There's something... This is going to sound bizarre. There's, like, this weird... A TikTok that I saw, and oh, uh, I love TikTok. It was all yeah. It, it was all about like uh, men and their transition periods and stuff like that, from like being one, like being in work mode, to being in home mode. And it was something, not that I can really relate to this. Me and Amy don't bicker at each other about shit. 
but it was something like, oh, if you find that your guy is getting frustrated uh, within the one hour of him coming home from work, it's probably him dealing with his transitional, you know, whatever. And I'm like, I just want to be the same me all the fucking time. Yeah. So yeah. it's just like, let's just get the, that vibe going. You know, yeah. you know, I try to wake up in the morning uh, and, you know, get some coffee and just like, I don't know, do a stupid dance in front of Amy or something. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm just like, let's just get the vibe going right off the hop. Cause, no, I think that's awesome. You know, yeah. That's it's, great. It's easier for just always on go mode or something you know? <laughs> yeah, I used to be uh, have multiple personalities like ho- work and home were extremely different and stuff mm-hmm. and I just I broke I know it has a while, it and... has a lot to do with energy levels too yeah it does right for sure like when you're at work you're generally uh, encouraged to be your most energetic uh, outgoing self especially if you're working in a bar or something mm-hmm. right you know you have to yep. connect with people all day and you come home you're like I don't want to connect I just want to sit down yeah and do nothing and become like a I don't know, just look at a TV screen. Yeah. Become a blob or something. Couch potato yeah. hiding, yeah. covering mm-hmm. cats. So I, think, <laughs> I wouldn't say multiple personality disorder because I know the people definitely have that. Oh, yes. yeah. And that's yeah, like absolutely. A, the whole other thing. And I don't yeah. want to take away from their struggle. But it's like, yeah, definitely have multiple personalities for different yeah. things. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's just, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I get that. Sorry, I just backtracked for. for no, it's okay. No, it's okay. It's, it's okay. I have a transition sentence. So now, as a business owner, <laughs> so how has running a business attached to the music industry helped your band? Uh, I think a lot. I think a lot. I think without me doing what I did, uh, you know, as far as like the shows, the graphic design. Holy shit! Did you see that? Auto fire. Um, <laughs> Still going. What the heck is going on with my vape? It's just vaping itself right now. <laughs> it smells really good right now. Is your button stuck? There's like no button on this thing. What? Well, you know, let's not let the let's not let the, yeah. So anyways, <laughs> yeah, I think it's definitely impacted, uh, you know, my band for sure because, like I said, like at the beginning, I kind of had to create my own community in yeah. a sense in order to thrive in my own way, and so if I hadn't tried to you know, either help other people or whatever, work with other people. I don't think I would have built as many relationships with them as I did, especially in the hosting of the concerts. Like, that was a big thing. Like, people went from, like, being like, ah, probably won't work with Sabian to prefer to work with me because I actually treat everybody really nicely and, you know, they're not yeah. used to yeah, you do. Yeah. With, uh, with the promoters. Hey, hey it's working now. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it, de- it definitely helped. And then, like, yeah, I mean, like we already talked about production, right? Like producing yeah. and stuff that helped big times. We saved so much money not going to a studio. Yeah, and uh, you're, you're not alone in that either. Um, Pantera uh, from Boneyard, um, their band has a producer within the band, so that that's who did their last album, and, and they did a great job. Yeah. And it's it's a twelve album or twelve song album, and that cut out a lot of cost. Yeah, dude. Now, like we're trying to, we've been going with like what we can afford for the longest time and stuff, right? So like. Uh, doing a lot of program drums you know what i mean like that's just that's the thing that honestly costs the most like you can yeah. think about you need a nice room nice padded room you need all the right microphones you need a guy that knows what he's doing to make drums sound sonically good in yeah. a modern day album uh so this next song i, th- I showed it to you guys earlier yeah. Yeah. human this is gonna be a first song with real drums on there because we're i mean you know i'm trying to make some compromise compromise for other people as well like you know aj obviously wants his drums on there so I'm like, all right, you know what? We've been doing this. Like, I'm a very stubborn person, a very stubborn producer. This is why I know it works. So this is what we've been doing. But let's try something else. You know, let's go to a studio and see what we can do with it. Because I mean, we're still saving a lot of money. We're just just going there just for the drums. Yeah, that cuts out so much cost. We're doing a swap, so I'm doing a logo for them. And he's gonna do the drums for me, right? So it's like, you know, 
it's not really cost me any extra money. It cost me time, you know, which, I mean, I've been doing your logo for a few months. Now. <laughs> <laughs> they might be waiting. No, no, <laughs> it's, be waiting. it's all good. Um, yeah, saving. You're going to be doing our logo for Effing Musicians Man uh, with season two. We're going to have a merch rollout. We're going to have all kinds of stuff with it. Uh, it'll be on t-shirts and everything like that. And then my own company, Kane Legend. No pressure. Yeah. No, it's going to be good. And then you're also designing the logo. Like done. <laughs> yeah. And you're also designing the logo for my own company, Kane Legend Presents, Inc. So I'm looking forward to having that. And it'll be on my profile pages and all the rest of that jazz. And there'll be merch lines and all kinds of stuff okay, with it. Nice. So I'm excited. Okay. If you're looking for, like, a, are you going to, like, hook up an online store or something like that? Oh, that's the dream. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, okay. Well, we'll see how it goes. That, and that's the thing with, with COVID and everything like that. Um, you don't know. Everything's still online, right? Mm -hmm. So it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see how it goes. But within the music industry it's really easy to flow. Mm -hmm. So I'm looking forward to just riding the wave and see where it goes. Yeah, there's so many hats you can wear. Exactly. Even in doing one job, it's like wow, there's a lot of hats to be worn in this section of you know, like when I was doing marketing, I was doing marketing for a, a new food delivery app and I'm not gonna mention the name because they're not really doing much anymore, but um I realized that within marketing, there's like a, an entire, there's marketing firms for fuck's sake, you know, like <laughs> places where there's like, you do the production, you do this, you do that, yeah. you're just on the audience engagement, you're just on this, you're on social media, and I was like, wow, I am not getting paid nearly enough to do all of this work, you know what I mean, there's just so much to do, but um, yeah, I don't know, yeah, I kind of forgot what we were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing that a lot yeah, recently yeah. too. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> At least it wasn't a butum. Butum. Ah, <laughs> is that like? Is that like your word? Is that like uh, butum? It's from How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. yeah. And so it's a drinking game on that show that oh, yeah. kids are playing because every time they see Robin on the news, she says butum um, like every yeah. yeah, yeah so every time they say butum, she now. takes a shot. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have any advice for anybody who might be holding themselves back from diving into the music industry? Because we personally know yeah, somebody we know that we would love to see him flourish because he has so much talent. I know lots of people. And mm. he's capable of, of like reaching the stars, but he just can't seem to do it. Does this guy play video games? No. Yeah. He's a dad. So oh. that's probably why. Yeah. Yeah, the dad thing makes a lot more sense. <laughs> the dad thing makes a lot of sense. I don't know. You know... Um, Let's say if you're in a situation where you're younger, I could probably give some more advice. But if you're a little bit older, just do it. You know what you're doing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, you're, a, you're an adult. Do it. Just do it. You know? It's funny. Oh, Rain had the do same it. answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, if you're younger or if you're, or if you, if you struggle with like stage fright or feeling like it's not going to be good enough or, you know I mean? Those kinds of things. Just do it. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you do have to start somewhere. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you have to, you have to push yourself to be willing to put out a shitty song or a hundred shitty songs. Cause that's what I did. I literally like before I like actually before with conviction and even, I don't know, whatever. Like I've, I've, I've written over like 300 shitty songs <laughs> on my computer. You know what I Dang mean? It, and, <laughs> and I released a bunch of them for a period of time and just got like really discouraged. Allow yourself to be discouraged. You know what I mean? Allow yourself to put yourself out there and have people say, ah, oh, that sucks. Right. You know, uh, because it probably does first off and second <laughs> off, uh, you'll get better. You know yeah. I mean? yeah. That's a big thing. I used to compare myself when I was making EDM music to like, you know, like, like I said earlier, like Kyle would be like, oh, but Excision's new song though. And I'd be like, fuck dude, like I'm never going to get there. Like, you know, yeah. the sound quality, the synthesizers he's using. I don't have the technology. I don't have the room, like whatever. Right. There's yeah. always an excuse. 
right? And even people within my own very close circle of friends uh, put these walls up in front of themselves. You know what I mean? They'll, no, I can't because X. I don't know if I should because of X. Yeah. I don't know if I can yeah. because something's holding me back or whatever. It's all you, you know, realistically. Like, there are people out there, obviously, with external situations where they cannot. Yes. You know yeah, I mean? true. Uh, and I'm, I'm not going to you know spout from my position of privilege that, uh you know you can just do any no because some people cannot you know what i mean i understand there's yeah. either financial cultural whatever that's something that's holding them back you know within their whatever right yeah um, but if if you're you know a person alive today and mm -hmm. uh and and you're struggling with the, the things that are holding you back are all up in your in your head and in your heart and stuff like that yeah you really just gotta be willing to push you know like put yourself out there and suck and fall and fail and you know what i mean I like that yeah uh do make all the mistakes because eventually you'll accumulate enough knowledge to go ah don't jump there or whatever you know yeah. what i mean like, yeah I like that uh it's like uh it's like that whole batman thing why do we fall thing you know what i mean whatever you have to pick yourself up bruce Whatever, you know, you get yeah. it, you get it, you know, uh, any, any, any successful businessman will tell you that there's so many more failures behind the win, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. People see, people always say, oh, this band blew up overnight or this product blew up overnight or whatever. What nobody ever sees is like the 10 years of production that it took to get to be a good enough something to actually do something. You know yeah. I mean? Like, I feel like I've been in a band, I, you know, I've started, I've been in band since 2009, but I feel like I've been in a band for one year now. Oh. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like I'm like, I'm like, okay, yeah, this this could be a thing. You know what I mean? Like, and now I know what I'm doing. Like, I'm not guessing. Nice. Yeah. Oh, how am I gonna write a heavy song? I'm just like, fucking heavy. You know what yeah. I mean? Let's go. It just it takes a long time sometimes. Ten years. You know what I mean? There's a song by From First to Last. Do you know From First to Last? Yes. <laughs> I was like looking at you like you better. <laughs> Are you saying that you assumed that I used to be emo? No, He's I was assuming wrong. you're still emo. <laughs> um, so there's a song from, from first to last. Um, uh, Sunny Moore, by the way, was why I got these when I was first. Really? Hello. Oh, I used um, to have them too. Yeah, so... Uh, and it's actually a song from, from first to last one. They didn't have Sunny in it, and it was Matt singing. And there's this line... And it's from the album Dead Throne. Sorry, there's a lot of setup here, I know. <laughs> and there's a line in the song, and I forget the name of the song, but it's uh, the line goes something I'm paraphrasing along the lines of uh, people are rushing into t uh, to things. People are rushing into things that should take 10 whole years to make. And, it, mm. and it's yeah. his, his comment on the music scene. And it, it's his comment. Like, you know how like, Fall Out Boy had that this isn't a scene, it's an arms race. That's, mm. That was like a... This isn't making music. This is an arms race. Like, and in an arms race, you're like, you know, struggling to get your product out there first. You know, and it's like, so uh, they got Matt from first to last was like, yeah, uh, people are trying to rush into things that should take 10 whole years to make. You know, you sure as hell won't stay. That was the tagline for that song. You sure as hell won't stay. Yeah. And I'm like, that resonates with me. And that should yeah. resonate with anybody that's starting up now, whether you're young or you're old or whatever. It's like, expect this unless you've already spent 10 years crafting something, expect this to take 10 years. And if you're not willing to put that in, then uh, just do it anyways and have fun. You know what I mean? Not everything yeah. has to be a career. Mm. Not everything has to be a, you know, whatever. And you could find yourself, you could find yourself in a very good position. You know, some people post one TikTok and blow the fuck up or something, right? Yeah. You, you actually never know. You know what I mean? But you, you never know, know unless you try. Yeah. 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 I feel like in that situation that we're talking about, I feel like it's almost just so much injustice 
that you're doing to yourself because like people are telling you you can do it i see the potential you just gotta do it yeah you know mm -hmm. just do it it's like let's like it's like i love the sentiment behind just do it <laughs> make your drink yesterday so, yeah i love that attitude but at the same time some people need a softer approach to just do true it. You yeah know what i mean it's like just do it just do it <laughs> just do it you know just try just see what happens you know what i mean leave a little softer some people like people like me that were a lot more timid growing up and stuff like that Oh, that seems easier than just doing it because I'm not on that fucking level, bro. You know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, I really like that saying of like, um, what's going to happen? You're going to end up the same place you are now. So what's the point in getting worked up about it? Mm -hmm. yeah. I feel bad for a lot of people too. They end up like, you know, going into, you know, instead of doing the thing that they want to do, they'll just play video games or watch TV Escapism. or get excited about the next NHL game or something, right? Which I'm like, yeah, respect all those things. I like all those things, except I don't really like hockey anymore. But, you know? Fair. Yeah. yeah. I get it. Yeah. Inspiring words, my dude. <laughs> so thanks so much for being here, man. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you here. Uh, next week, we're going to be talking about old traditions versus modern common sense. Before we go, Sabian, what are your views on the production of CDs? Okay, first off, what is common sense? No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> what's my thought? Okay, so uh, if you're in a band and you like, you want to be known as being in a band and you want to be as official as you know what I mean. Like, if you want to like, I'm in a band, you're probably gonna want a CD. Is it uh, something you need to do? No, it's a waste of time and money. Yeah, yeah. It absolutely is. But it makes you. It's like it's a physical embodiment of your work. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. you're gonna feel good about it. And some people in the music scene are going to look at it and be like, well, I mean, they got an album out. They're actually trying. Mm. You know what I mean? If you don't have, if you don't give a shit enough to print your own album, you know what I mean? Like, mm. it's like, if you don't give a shit enough to, I don't know, post your artwork on something or I don't know, man, that's a bad example. You're still an artist. You're still an artist. What am I trying to say though? Like, if you don't, it's like, okay, this is like, if you're in a band and you put out a song and you don't put any marketing behind it, you probably don't believe in yourself. Yeah. Ooh. Right? So and much so, wisdom. What the so, hell? <laughs> it's like that's not necessarily the truth, you know? And some people are going to listen to me like, you fucking prick. You're the same <laughs> guy that thinks that, you know, Spotify is cooler than Apple Music. And it is. But, um, <laughs> I, I, you know, I'm very stubborn in some of my ways and I'll, and I'll, I'll, I'm totally open to, um, there's never one path. You know what I mean? There's yeah. always multiple ways to get to the same destination. But, yeah, like with, you know, marketing yourself or printing an album or whatever. It's a sign of, uh, I believe my, in myself and I'm going to be here and I'm going to continue to be here. And, you know, it just kind of solidifies that I'm in a band. I got my own CD. You know what I mean? I get that. Especially for us young folks. <laughs> Fuck you. Uh, that, <laughs> that grew up in the age of CDs. You know what I mean? Like, I have a whole booklet at home full of CDs. You know, I haven't bought a CD in over 12 years, but I still got all my old ones. The you know only I mean? CDs I've held on to are ones from bands that aren't around anymore from when I was coming out of high school, like Stronger Than Blood, Namaste, Oceans Away. I have all their demo CDs still, and I still listen to them now and again. Yeah. I yeah. used to have them. Uh, I download them on my computer and put them on my phone and everything and to convert them to MP3 and stuff. Yeah, dude. It, it was great. <laughs> you basically like just need a CD for the fact of like bands have CDs. It's like if you didn't have a bass player or... You know, if uh, Marvel didn't have, I don't know, Thor or something, I'm just thinking of things, you know what I mean? <laughs> there was no Gandalf in Lord of the Rings. If Star Wars didn't have fucking Darth Vader, you know what I'm saying? It's like, you just kind of need a CD because, like, 
that's part of the culture. You know, at one point yeah. in time, you needed to have a vinyl record pressed. You know, what or I mean? a cassette tape. I don't or... know if yeah. you ever needed those ones. You know, because vinyls was still a thing, and then CDs was right after, and t- cassettes always just kind of. There, there was like a but like you a still, ten year period in yeah, there. Yeah, you still yeah. needed it, right? Yeah. It was just like, uh, you know, and in today's day and age, I think you you could pass with just you know having like a cool USB as well. Yeah, you know what I mean, like something unique. It's just something physical. You know, what I mean, that's all it is a physical yeah. way for you to say, this is my art. This is an embodiment of my art in the real world. It's not digital, even though it still is. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah, I saw yeah. Uh, someone that did that. His name escapes me, but um, he had cassette tapes that were plastic with a USB that yeah. folded out from yeah. him. Yeah, you and get that... those right from CD Baby. You know? Yeah, that's I was like, perfect. That's genius. Yeah. Yeah, they got lots of good merch ideas on there. I thought that was Juliet Ruin that did that. No, um, no, it wasn't. It's a, a folksy singer. Oh, never mind. Uh, no, but no. I don't know why I got that in my head. <laughs> no, it's all good. All right, and that's all we have for today. Stay safe, wash your hands, and wear the damn masks. And where's the bathroom?